Three, two, one, go. Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Welcome back to the Propane Grow Your Online Fitness Business <laughs> Podcast. Business podcast. <laughs> it is a week later, or half a week later, in podcast. Or some time later. Whereas actually, it's about 10 minutes later in real time. Yeah. And we have a question from you guys today from Av. Av has asked... What are the key daily actions? Av. AV. So his Instagram handle was I-A-M-A-V. So I was like, is that Yamav or is it I am Av? Turns out it's I am Av. So he's asked, what are the key key daily habits, key daily actions for running an online fitness business? And I think this is actually a great set of questions to ask because when you're setting a goal for anything that's macro and big in your life you really should be looking at what are the daily actions that or what what do i want my day to look like rather than what do i want to be or what do i want what situation do i want to be in because really your daily reality is how your day looks so it doesn't matter if you're in a country or whatever because if your day is terrible and the day-to-day actions you're doing are not enjoyable then you've not really set up a a nice lifestyle you've goofed goofed i got involved in a discussion with the mike t the powerlifting man the man who does the powerlifting my coach he was saying like found himself to put to that the powerlifting man (laughs) yeah there was there was an interview actually with mike isratel and mike Tucheron, and i think they did kind of take the roles of like the powerlifting guy and the bodybuilding guy both called mike both very big um but it is his thing the question was like if you can't describe your long-term plan on a napkin then it'll fail basically so in other words he's all about especially his moves recently is into like just this agile planning, just sort of have a have a strategy, have a general direction, and then just focus on this week and today. And I think a lot of the advice given to, I think just general business in general, but especially in the online fitness world is like, have these huge goals of like this much a month or this much a year. But actually like, it's completely meaningless and pointless because it all just comes down to what are you going to do today anyway? And whether it might grow faster than you think, it might grow slower than you think, but it doesn't change the, the action. So I think do it like a daily and a weekly kind of menu of things that you do is really the most important thing. Well, I mean, on, on that example, then if you were to compare saying, right, I'm going to, we're going to hit a million next, next year, or in five years time, we're going to be hitting a, a million every, every year. And you're hating every, every day of, or every moment of, of the day 
in that situation to, to get to a million <clears throat> compared to like, okay, we're aiming for a hundred K or 200 K, but you're really loving each moment of the day. Like this, it's clear which, which one is a more preferable situation. Well, here's a number on, on a bank account. Yeah. Yeah. There was an example. I was talking with Becca about this the other day. She, she knows someone who's a, a wedding photographer and we think they earn about a hundred grand a year in terms in like fees. I don't know what the profit is, but um, we're saying like, oh, isn't that amazing? That's your initial reaction of like, they just get to do something they quite enjoy. And you only work six months of the year. So only worked half the year. Um, but then you think about it more and you're like, hold on. That's every Saturday, every Sunday, every Friday, off until midnight or later. And then a couple of times during the week as well, presumably. And then you've got to edit it all. And you've got to deal with like people being very picky and very fussy or like this day they've invested loads of money in. So, so actually I don't think I would do it for anywhere close to that income. Like I think it's going to weddings. Well, but not only that, like you have, you can't like sit and chill out and grab a, you know, bit of food from the cheese board and sit down with a glass of wine. Like you're working from whenever to midnight or whenever it stops. So it's that question of, if all you focus on is the money, like there's a, there's a job, there's a situation where you would happily take less money for more, um, flexibility. Oh, I mean, that constantly. Been the last two years for me, <laughs> <laughs> when you get a spreadsheet that says, right, you're working from 8 PM to 9 AM for the next three weeks on and off. We should clarify that's not what you, I make Yusuf do in propane. I don't send him a spreadsheet. <laughs> that's in being a GP, right? Yeah. Finishing your medical training. Yeah. So, you know, you've yeah. got night shift alternating with day shifts, and you're like, honestly, I'd be happy not only foregoing the, the potential payment for that, but I would pay someone to do that shift for me. <sighs> well, a more relevant example, someone who's just joined propane business this morning, who I spoke to this morning, her situation was her business grown, done really well, all online through the standard things. So like the, of the three pillars, you've got your marketing, which was all manual or posting on Instagram, the sales, which was all calls. And then the coaching, which was all one-to-one. She's doing really well, completely like sustaining herself uh, lifestyle wise. She was at the point where it was like 40, 50 hours a week of just constantly on the whole time, working Saturday nights, weekdays, et cetera, and actually was considering scaling back the business to get more time back. So it's it, there's a, a direct example of like, I'm not going to share financials, but a, a lot of people listening, if you're starting out and I was, you know, you'd be in her position or think about being in that position be like, oh yeah, that, I, that sounds amazing. And she's actually thinking about getting rid of some clients mm -hmm. just to get a Saturday back. You know, like how crazy is it that you can actually get to that point? Well, it, it it becomes less crazy or it becomes more understandable when you look at time and money as totally fluid, totally interchangeable. Mm. Rather than like, oh, I, I want more money or I want more time. It's just that there is a, a fluid exchange between the two. And if you have very much of one, you don't get any of the other. You know, it's, it's like you've got a set calorie allowance and you can have protein and carbs but you have more of one you get less of the other <laughs> yeah 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 so when when people do start out usually they're time rich and money poor 
um, there's definitely situations where you know it's unfortunate where you, you'd be both time poor and money poor and that's when you've got to really be focused in on the, the big needle movers in your business and slowly start to scale back the least profitable parts of your of your day ranking your day by ROI um, that kind of thing but then over time you start to then increase the amount of money you have and less time and that's when you, you run into these problems that I think you were talking about a few weeks ago with outsourcing and saying, right, now we've got enough money to start paying people to do some of these processes to buy back time and use that to generate more return and feed this, this cycle. Um, yeah, which comes that back to the question of like, what do you actually do? Because before you can even be, make more specific decisions with your time or outsource things or pay someone to do something that you're doing it is part of the battle with that is like what should i actually be doing in the first place or, or maybe like what do we do um as an example so the you know the, the example i just gave was someone who's doing the um like running things in the very manual way so everything has this one-to-one relationship with an hour so if they stop putting time into instagram for example then the marketing stops if they start stop speaking to new customers then the sales stop if they stop replying to whatsapp then the coaching stops so if they want a week off the business has to cease so i I think really we try as a principle to not do any of those things basically and i think a, a really interesting um an interesting experience over the last week of having covid is I suppose two things. One made me very appreciative of having team members because prior to that, like, oh my God, <laughs> everything, would just, yeah. everything would have just, because I just, I don't know whether anyone listening's had, I'm sure someone listening's had COVID. I think I had, a, I think I had quite a big, big scoop of the stuff and um, <laughs> quite a big portion. And uh, yeah, it's, it really threw me for quite a few days and like, you can't concentrate. You can't think clearly. Um, I would have just, things would have just not happened. Um, so like Alex and Alice and other members in the team took, took things on, obviously, obviously Yusuf as well. Um, so that's the first thing is like realizing that even, even if you have systems and things like that, it's there's still this time situation where if you aren't putting time in, things do stop. So you need to have fallback plans, but more importantly, it made me think like, if I've got two hours of focus today, what do I have to do? Like, what are the things that if I do them, it really does have a bit of an impact on, on things. Um, so I, I've got a, I've got a list of things that like in a week and I'm sure you probably do as well. So yeah, should we, should we alternate? Sure. Well, I think that's, that's a great principle to run things from as well, which is if I had two hours and what should be the top things I should do it just because you're time rich, which you may be, if you're listening to this podcast, doesn't mean that you can then spend that time in a flagrant way. You know, if, if you're money rich, yeah, you can buy silly things and it's fine because money is renewable and it's scalable and it's not um it's not the kind of thing that once it's gone it's it's completely irretrievable Mm. whereas time is it moves in one direction (laughs) and Mm. so um if you if you are time rich use that time wisely to front load big pieces of work that are going to cause this positive flywheel and benefit you in the future and pay you in the future which is what we talked about in the last episode um, so yeah. with that in mind, um, if you're starting out, the daily tasks differ slightly from mm. once you're once you've got things up and running. So I suppose to to start with, if you're if you're beginning, 
you want to have that principle that Johnny just mentioned in, in at the front of your mind of how do how do I create systems so that anything I'm doing here is the, either the last time I have to do it or it's it's starting to build the the blocks to you to reuse it in the future rather than just putting out a little fire every day and not fully addressing the problem not creating the fireproof room yeah yeah and then so I suppose like if I were to categorize the things that we do um there's a few things that, that we both do I think one of those things is client management so either like one-to-one fitness clients dealing with like the fitness products dealing with business coaching questions business community all those sorts of things um and the other one would be just like system and automation building or sequence building so like for example like one of one of the things that we get asked about a lot is you know how do we manage our like content or social media if we're not big on that like how do we manage that yusuf runs this like mixing desk um piece of software that just propagates content across most of our platforms um i'll do a lot of the like i i think time really well spent for me would be you know an hour on making a system that's gonna like an email automation or some kind of uh, piece of automation that like tags someone differently as they come through the business and then we can see where the sale came from and that sort of stuff you know because because then that's done forever and that's going to give us information and improve things forever um versus an hour of like replying to email for example yeah um absolutely so i think we we both probably if we would it, like if we could spend our time doing anything it's stuff like that and producing things like this like pieces of content that are going to also last forever on search-based platforms that that's why we we lean heavily into podcast and youtube because you create a piece of content and it doesn't just get bumped down the feed to to go into oblivion it it stays mm. there and it can be picked up by by search um, search based stuff. So, yeah, what, the, the other very high ROI thing that you, you said there is creating email automations. Similar kind of thing that once somebody is in the system, that continues to deliver well well past the point that you've even remembered that you've written that email. So, yeah. generally, things would fall into the category of either sales or delivery mm-hmm. in some form. And both of these can be systematized um, to very yeah. to, to different extents. Especially if you're running a group coaching model, which is the the model that we advise as a middle-priced fitness product offering, then your sales process doesn't need to be manual. You don't routinely need sales calls unless you think someone's kind of on the border between signing up for that versus a, a one-on-one, more bespoke, higher-priced program. So. Your sales system comes from organic and paid. If it's organic, it should be about nailing one or two social media platforms. And then if you want to run others as well, you can repurpose, but try and have a, a core focus on a couple of them because that's the that's the way the platforms are designed. That's the way that you grow on them is to really hammer them. Um, once you've got it up and running, then you can start building the other ones. So, so that's the... Um, organic side and you're going to be to to do that in a evergreen way create content offline and then schedule it out maybe put it on a um on repeat using a scheduling software um and then you can repurpose so then you've got one piece of content or one core idea that's getting propagated out everywhere for paid stuff 
similar. It's about finding an ad angle and a, a set of ads that that work after lots of testing that you can keep running. And different platforms for ads have different levels of longevity in them. So um, for yeah. Johnny's kind of experiments with YouTube versus Facebook ads, we've seen that YouTube has more longevity that once you find an angle that works, which is a, a big if, um, <laughs> that you can then squeeze the lemon for much longer compared to something like Facebook where you have to rotate it. But, so yeah. it's yeah. really just quit, just making as few problems for yourself in the future by saying, like, okay, how can I really get as much longevity out of this? And then that frees up time to then do more in the future. I think seeing it as seeing everything you've just described there as like a global system rather than everything like measured locally. So um, the way that I see like Yusuf's Twitter, for example, is not this isolated, like, oh, wouldn't it be good if we made Twitter work? It's instead this thing, well, if we spend a bunch of money on advertising, someone's never heard of us before. They see a YouTube video and they're like, oh, that's all right. Enter our email automations, find out about our podcast, see a tweet from Yusuf, and like, oh, that's the same guy who and then before we know it, they make they buy something, right? And one of the reasons they buy something is not not omnipresence, but just being having sort of these silos where we we're, we're quite good at the thing that we're doing. So we, we've picked specific platforms where we feel like it supports what we how we like to communicate. And somebody can sort of pick and choose from where they where they want to hear from us um and i think you'll often see business especially people when start when they're starting in online fitness they try and think of things in these segmented parts of like um i need to optimize my instagram it's like well it's only really relevant in the context of your entire business so like where are people finding out about you on your on instagram where are you sending them from instagram what's the goal of it in the first place and all these things fit together it's a really good point because a, a lot of people will start and think that just busy work on instagram in mm. isolation is, is the thing to be spending time on because it's where the most like, stuff's going on it's the most activity and most noise and you think oh i need to just yeah to the activity so i need to like make infographics and, and all this stuff and it's like do you have a converting offer no mm. well then it shouldn't be the thing that you're putting your time into mm-hmm. you're sending you, you you're building traffic but not able to send it anywhere not able to do anything with it yeah and so i suppose like the the things that we do on a daily basis they're not you're not going to hear us talk about like because you know we, we have programs in place so we have things that people want to buy and they buy them and we think the price is appropriate and the sales mechanisms for all the different programs we have are appropriate and they work and we have ways of people finding out about us and that's all functioning and so what that leaves us to do is kind of work on the like the operations and the promotions of the business so you know how do we like yusuf's just been invited i think just been invited to be on two different podcasts like we're, we're both regularly kind of appearing different places and, and like building personal brands to support the main thing we're both building better systems and better back-end products and adding in new bits of software to improve like cl- we just added something in our one of our members portals to like um allow clients to give us feedback as they're going through things so you know we're we're like making the machine better um rather than working on the fundamentals and so that's how our time spent now so an average weekend in propane for us is like managing the team of people making sure that everyone's got what they need to do or no one has any questions and all that sort of stuff and then it is like how do we make the whole thing move better and work better um I think that's, it's something that you don't really hear people talk about very much, but I think that's the most rewarding part of the whole thing. 
is like getting getting something to the point where you feel like you're sort of I don't know, like sailing a ship and you're, you're tweaking it and making it go faster. Um, and it no longer feels like you're busy and just trying to keep things afloat. Um, everyone's so focused on like the revenue numbers when they talk about like become an online fitness coach, but they don't talk about the, like the feeling of accomplishment when you feel like, Oh, I've really nailed that. Like that's a really good product. That's a really good system. This is all getting better over time. And you can see the trajectory. Um, and your time is spent like building something even though it doesn't actually exist. Like if we both shut our laptops, it all goes away. Um, but if, uh, you know, it feels like it, it, it exists from the, from the perspective of like, there's multiple aspects of the business growing in lots of different directions. That's a very fluffy answer. But um, I think it's, it is, it's largely like systems and ways to make things better forever. Like constant course correction rather than putting fires out. I think we both moved away from from that side of things quite a bit. Sure, it's very very easy to get sucked back into that stuff because it's mm. um, you know you open any inbox and that's that's what you have doing. So Bang. I suppose um, what are some strategies you use day to day to put out the fires that you specifically need to put out and to not let that bleed into the entire day. Uh, this. This is a black notebook. It's a plain, plain notebook. <laughs> so I, um, I, the reason I say that is, um, I have a lot of like different ways that things come at me. Um, and I have my, I use OmniFocus to manage like my entire life, but I, that doesn't ever feel very productive for me for just like, what are the, so the question I was, I was posing before of like, what are the things that I absolutely today have to do? So on days, um, it's like this was a day when I had COVID, probably can't see, but there's like six things and I got four of them done, um, which were, was um, like the initial management of all our ads and making sure everything's running correctly, writing a marketing email, um, setting up some retargeting, changing some systems on the organic side and the organic opt-ins and doing a Q&A call. Like those are the things that I had to do. And if I did nothing else, it would be, it'd probably be okay. Like, yeah, someone might get a bit irritated. I didn't reply to an email or whatever, but like, those are the things that if I don't do in a week's time, I'm like, Oh shit. Like that's, that's really created a problem. And so the system, I suppose to answer your question, I find that just having that separate to everything else where there's no other noise, it's just five things on a piece of paper. If ever I feel myself getting dragged into like the avenues of my laptop, I just come back to like, well, what's the next thing on the piece of paper? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is, it's such a crucial like a slap in the face at like 2 p.m. if nothing's crossed off on the bit of paper. <laughs> if you, you, you spend <laughs> doing stuff that's not on the piece of paper, it's like... Oh. What are you doing? Yeah. So the, f the first thing I do in each day is look in my OmniFocus and pick those five things or pick the few, what, how, whatever the number is, write them down, close OmniFocus, and I'll use it for quick capture um, throughout the day, and then I'll clear my inbox the next morning to make sure it's all current. But I'm not like working from it or I'm not, I don't work for my inbox, I don't work for my calendar because there's too many things there. Like you, it's so easy to see something and you're like, oh yeah. And then before you know it, you're doing something that actually didn't need to be done today at all. But it, it was so compelling because it, it suddenly you thought it was urgent. Um, so yeah, what about, what about you? I think for, for me, it's just splitting. So we, we talk a lot about separating planning from execution. Mm. And I think 
particularly with the stuff that I'm spending most of my focus doing, which is content, organic content, is planning YouTube comp- uh, videos, for example, is a very different headspace that you need to be in, scripting and writing stuff compared to recording. And you have to mm. have a different set of circumstances up and ready. Like you, you can script something at night with poor lighting and like just a bit, um, you know, just in the hole. Whereas recording, it needs to be middle of the day. You have, you don't just look like you've just woken up out of bed. Like you've got the lighting ready. You, you feeling good. You've eaten, like you've shaved all this kind of stuff. So it's knowing when to, when to plan and when to, when to record. Um, separating that out. The the other thing just that you mentioned there about about email, and this is probably something that we're quite weak at, but is a very useful exercise to do. If you, let's say you see an email come in to your inbox, there's obviously there's, okay, I need to respond to this or I need to delegate it or I need to do something with it. Like it's, it's a thing that's now sat on my desk and I have to get rid of it in some mm-hmm. way. But there should also be a question of how do I stop this email from coming in again? <laughs> and, That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're not great at it. Like sometimes we, we just think, okay, well, who can we get to try and deal with the email? Or who, mm. how, can we, how can we get rid of it as quick as possible? But that's, that's not always the best question to be asking. And, you know, Jeff Bezos is, is larger. Jeffrey is, uh, is very big on oh, big well, that by the time someone's speaking to customer service, they're already annoyed. Like you've already, they've not been able to self-service their problem. So yeah, there's probably a system issue there that means that this shouldn't be, shouldn't be, shouldn't exist. Maybe it's not a, um, system level problem. It could just be that your, your email inbox is open and, people are emailing you when they shouldn't be or, or whatever but even then it's how do you manage that person's expectation that sent them sending an email is not the best way to get in touch with you you're so right and like there's, there's even some examples i can think of recently of emails we've had where it's triggered a conversation of like you know we, we can't stop getting an email like this again but when we do how do we make sure we're better prepared for it so like, what's the thing on this page that we need to change to make sure that's up to date, to make sure this link works? Because, you know, at least that's a, at least when things happen, it's not just like, oh shit, yeah, I'll just reply and then <laughs> don't forget about it. That's, um, that's a good point though. The double-edged sword of adding more automation and more systems means that if a link is broken on a on a crucial page or something, you will get absolutely bummed by that because you've well your problems too. Great point. Great uh, thing related to this. We had an email that no one's replied to yet, incidentally, um, because it's not important. It's not urgent. Um, no, we we had an email which was someone who listened to a fitness podcast from like several years ago and has found a link that was outdated. And has now got themselves into a sequence or an automation and they can't access stuff. And you're like, and you see, you look at it and you think that's, that's a good hour that of solving that problem. Um, very low yield. All these deep yeah. <laughs> but, but like d- answering it properly means it'll never happen again, which uh, tags on this sense of reward. Something that I have started doing, I'm sure you already do this, but if there's an email, so if I'm clearing my inbox and which I try and do like as irregularly as possible, if, if, which is hard to do. Um, 
if it's an email that is basically a task or, or is something more than a couple of like a sentence reply, I just forward it to OmniFocus and I immediately think of it differently. So I, I can then just like, I'll put it in the in a folder and mail, send it to OmniFocus and then I treat it like a task rather than this compact. Cause I don't, I don't look at my, my inbox in OmniFocus as this like, Oh my God, I need to do it all now. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not going to do it all now. I'm not going to be able to do it all now. So I'll just react appropriately. That, that's and a I, good way of looking at it. Because in, in an email inbox, like, all emails have the same priority yeah. and you just need yeah. to get it to zero. And that's not how emails work. Like, the certain ones are, you know, you might have an email that's a two minute job. You might have one that's a three hour thing to, to actually be able to delete it. That's it. Like, clearing your inbox, like, properly clearing your inbox is actually a. Like it's a file of facts of tasks, isn't it? It's not. It's not a. It's not a. Ta- <laughs> it's not a task by itself, because if, if all you, you could just all you would ever do is just clear your inbox, because it's just tasks that, as you say, like some of them are hours long. It's but there's no way of ranking them. Anyone can just put it in your box. And mm-hmm. Now it's your problem, and you're like, oh, right. So, I, I, but I, I think you've got to appraise that against all of the other tasks in your task manager that aren't in your email inbox. Like why do they get separate priority because they're in your email? So that I think like moving them into your task manager makes you see them next to like, Oh, but I also have to do that that I thought of this morning. I know that's more important. So the email is going to come later. Yeah. And see that, that makes, makes so much sense. Cause then it's like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to level this against all mm. the stuff which, which everything else is, is priority for me not just what yeah. is inbound and coming in I, I think putting i think having a task which is clear inbox is dangerous because what you're committing to there is a boundless thing that uh, that, that by definition has no end because if you spend five hours clearing your inbox like how many how many times over the past week for a five hour stretch have you not had a single email come in it never. Well, yeah. Makes so, me feel like such a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm just slowly marching towards OmniFocus, aren't I? Everybody. Well, no, you can see, you can do a tick tick, can't you? There must be a mail drop feed. Yeah. So that's all it is. Like, just send it to where it send it where the other things of that nature belong. Which is, if it is a task, it treat it like that and give it the appropriate. Like, let the other tasks have a have a shot. <laughs> don't just let the the one that someone else sent you override your day and it also means you get the satisfaction of like because then clearing your inbox you can actually clear your inbox so you can delete things you can defer them you can file them or you can set that's a next action that goes to tasks delete 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 and then you've actually cleared your inbox in 10 minutes well this started out as a podcast about how we structure our day and i've just had my my world <laughs> But hopefully that's helpful. It helps me a ton, so much. I'm looking in my inbox now. There are, so collected over the last 24 hours, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, 15 things that have just been emptied from my mental cache, some of them while I was meditating this morning, all into OmniFocus that need to be sorted. And three of them are emails. These are all things which will it'll change once the the note-taking task management singularity comes along because there will yeah. be an app eventually that handles email calendar zoom um tasks like all of our stuff in one and it's yeah. 
Have you seen David Allen talk about the app that he once made? No. So he, he, it's really funny, actually. He has basically created with someone who helped him make his current management software. He's made like the blueprints for an app. And he's like, this, I think, is probably the best version with the current software we have. Here's the schematics. Anybody who wants to have a crack, off you go. And it's just an open letter to software designers. Of, of like, if you make this... That level of sway, because you'd be like, right, I, I promise you, if you made this, it would really... Well, he's he's tried <laughs> with a team of software developers and can't. So, so what's the what's the challenge with him, the, the development? I think some of it, because he was saying... It, 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 I can't believe I've not sent you this video, because it's the sort of thing you uh, stay up late at night and think about. Um <laughs> David, David Allen gives away his design for the ultimate GDT, GTD app um, and why it hasn't happened yet. It is a... It's a business on a plate, isn't it? If you were a software developer... So I sent it to Ben as soon as I saw the video. It was released like two years ago, this video. Just I messaged it to you. Because I think some some of it is like... It's as you were saying, so he, he wants it to all sync. Because if, if it comes back to the challenge of like, how do I make sure I do the most appropriate thing right now? It's like with what I have available, the time I have available, the energy I have available, the different landscapes that I manage, the different responsibilities that I manage. If I have an hour now with all of those constraints, what do I do? So you want an app that does that, basically, that, that serves you that up on a plate. And so it's got to factor in like all of the responsibilities in your inbox and everything that's going on and be dynamically updated all the time. Yeah, so it's a big ask. It's a fairly big thing, yeah. And it's also going to have all your reference material. So, like, if you sit down to reply to an email that you stored last week, you've also got to be able to pull up all the relevant information that you might need. And But for the, for the bounty of having the endorsement of Mr. Productivity... Oh, it would do well. Yeah, I think it would do quite well. Because <laughs> you could just get in touch with him and say, "David, you know that app? Um, here it is." Made it, and then he'll take care of the promo. It is a bit worrying, though. That so, bearing in mind this was at the GTD conference, so like with all the people who are really, really into this stuff, and that was two years ago. And in that time, there's been a pretty long stretch of time where people couldn't leave the house and probably could have devoted six months to just coding something and nothing's happened great analysis <laughs> um, I guess we'll see I mean fingers crossed fingers bloody crossed if have we any questions yeah. for us then go to propane-business.com. You can send us a voice message, which we will play on the podcast. So there's another example of you spending time on something that changes the system, that changes something forever. Although I think everyone's been really shy. And not, although, let's, let's check just in case we've got like 30 and we've not... I should maybe post it on the um, the other channels as well, just to encourage some voice messages. Yeah, I mean, maybe people are just worried about us playing their voice or using it to create like a deep fake or something. Maybe. 
Yeah, no, no messages yet. Oh. Uh, so what do I do? Talk me through. Pretend I'm a, I have no idea. How do I submit a voice message? So <coughs> go to propane-business.com. Propane-business.com. Okay, I'm there. And on the top, you will see oh, yeah, where can ask us anything. Okay. So I click on that, do I? Yep. Yeah, I've clicked on that. Oh, wow. Is it working for you? Because I think it might be my ad block that's broken it. Testing, testing, recording something now. Test, 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 USD, USD. Stop. This yeah, it's working. Better. People listening to this, you're, you're listening to Johnny submit a question. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to cancel it. But yeah, it's worked. Amazing. What was what I couldn't believe actually was what happens when you press record and you've recorded your message. What happens then? You'll never guess. Well, the only way you can find out is if you go to propanebusiness.com forward slash ask dash us dash anything and record summit. So we look forward to hearing your summit. <laughs> Oh, bye. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels. The best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.